spread the truth. Document it. Prove it. Make it irrefutable and you too will become dangerous to those who admire us in lies and enslave us in socialism. But because they are lying, it's possible to expose them. And this is their Achilles heel. By comparison, we have nothing to hide, therefore we have no reason to lie. And we wouldn't want to even if we could. Truth is a far superior weapon than deceit. It's a weapon which is denied to them. And in the end, it will be the decisive weapon that destroys them completely. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today. Good to see you all. Thank you for joining us live over on Trovo or Odyssey. You may be tuning in on DLive. If you are joining us on DLive, try to try to get off of the platform, right? They uh, did uh, shut down our chat recently and the uh, lemonization. So get over to Odyssey uh, or Trovo, whatever you like. Of course, you can watch it on RedEyes.tv and RedEyesMembers.com as well. Special shout out to our members uh, as usual. Uh, Lana is not with us here in the studio today. We have a special guest with us to talk about some of the debacle around the Olympics and all the corona. Uh, shut down and the bullshit around that that's happened. Uh, Benny Wills from uh, Joy Camp is in studio. How's it hey, going, Benny? I'm in studio. I'm doing really well. It's, uh, awesome. it's an honor to be here, Henrik. Thanks for inviting me on. You bet. You bet. Awesome. Good to uh, good to have you here, man. So yeah, uh, yeah we happen to be in the same uh, area. We didn't we didn't even know that at first, actually. And then it turns out, hey, Benny's here too. Cool. Yeah. You just never know <laughs> what life will surprise you with. And yeah, we're neighbors now. Yep. So practically, exactly. here I am. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for standing <laughs> in. I do appreciate it. Uh, very good to have you here. So yeah, we're going to talk about. Is there anything you want to? Uh, people know. I think most people who uh, might be familiar with you will be familiar with you because of the stuff you did with uh, Joy Camp. Is that still, is that still going? Uh, do you guys still produce stuff uh, for Joy Camp? Joy Camp is sort of on hiatus. Um, I don't live in Los Angeles anymore, so the rest of the guys do. Therefore, the work has been uh, kind of on pause. We, we like to get together and film at least once a year, but it hasn't happened yet this year. We do have a video called Allegory of the Cove that we released not too long ago that... Uh, people seem to really respond well to. Nice. And in addition to that, I, I have my own thing going on now. You can go to uh, bennywills.com. I host a weekly meme show on various platforms where I try to keep it light and uh, just keep humor yes. on the table. You need to keep <laughs> laughing in spite of it all. Here we go. Here's the side. Let me let me pull that up so people can sure. check it out real quick. Yeah, Benny BennyWills.com. There you can find the stuff. Uh, and yeah, I, I have been enjoying the uh, the meme show that you're doing as well. So people should definitely tune into that. Uh, no, is it? No, it's not live though, right? Not not yet. Well, it was live for the most part until we moved. <clears throat> yeah. From I moved away from good internet, and now we live <laughs> in a rural property, and the internet is uh, comes and goes. Yeah. So our house is currently being built. Once it's built, we're going to explore higher speed internet at which point hopefully i'll bring the live stream back but currently it's just a premiere but i'm in there in the chat as a result so yeah come check it out it's on youtube it's on bitshoot brighteon odyssey mm -hmm. and yeah it's a, it's a good time monday night me monday it's it's uh like i said i try to keep it light and it's a great way to get information too i mean that's my primary source of 
news yeah. these days is uh, the memes. The meme world, yeah. And you can like in, you can condense uh, hours and hours hours of material sometimes into an image. And I think it, what was it? Someone said a, a meme is a thousand images. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something it's, like that. It's a mind virus. Yeah, and that, that's right. It can yeah. capture an entire you know <clears throat> uh, the essence of a of a of a paragraph into you know one line in a picture and. It's powerful. It is. It I is. think I think that memes are the best thing on social media right now. <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, that's why they try to shut it down. Mm -hmm. um, so, guys, if you want to join in today, a couple of ways, of course, endupstream.live slash TV. That's a good way. Of course, helps to uh, support uh, the show as well. I see a couple of you guys over there. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, also, I do always try to keep half of a quarter of one eye on Trovo, uh, if I can. The chat over there, thank you for joining us there, boys and girls. I do appreciate the, the spells and all that uh, funky stuff over on Trovo. Uh, and also, of course, odyssey.com slash TV or at, actually, Red Ice TV. Uh, but uh, yeah, however you're joining us, thank you for uh, for tuning in. So uh, let me do these on Entropy, and then we'll dive into some of the topics. Again, it's going to be like Olympics heavy. It's going to be Corona heavy here today, because uh, those those worlds have now collided basically, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, Lycan Warrior Lawrence Glickman from the Atlantic puts out an article on three tropes of white victimhood. Thank you for the link, sir. I got to check that out later. Um, Lycan always sends good article of like all the uh, all the the dumb stuff that the media is up to. Mm -hmm. uh, the Atlantic, I got to check that out. President Obunga. It's called the Flu World Order. How about that? Do you like that? I like that. The Flu World Order. Uh, that's kind of where we're at, I guess. <laughs> it's like a, a completely new structure uh, of life, right, that they're lining up for us. Yep. Cooties 19. <laughs> and we have Brad Graham behind the house as well. Freedom Shekels. Thank you, Brad, so much for the generous uh, donation. Always appreciate it. Uh, always good to see you, sir. Uh, all right. So let's uh, – what do we have? Here for, okay. So basically, uh, the Olympics – is starting right it's uh, it's it's heading off and there's been a kind of a debacle already when it comes to the opening ceremony uh, apparently no one is attending because of the corona uh, bullshit and uh, and as we talked about before we came on here they're basing all of this on like dumb PCR tests right faulty PCR tests that are way uh, the cycle threshold is it up to like 40 or something which means you can discover you like a mango tests positive for COVID <laughs> right. a, a, a can of paint is then tested positive uh, but that, that doesn't stop them from uh, from pushing ahead so let, let's check out how CBS News uh, reported on this here regarding uh, the de the debacle in in Japan and we'll we'll get to the you know opening opening ceremony stuff in a little bit here check this out and embarrassments, quite frankly. The Tokyo Olympics are finally happening right now. The opening ceremony is being held in a largely empty stadium. This year's games will feature 33 sports and more than 11,000 athletes from around 200 countries, all in the shadow of this pandemic. Jamie Yukas is in Tokyo with more on the story. Good morning to you, Jamie. We're hearing that many people are very skeptical about how the games are going to play out. What's happening? That's Gail for good reason, right? We're just learning that at one point there were not enough test kits at the Olympic Village, but the issue has been fixed and did not impact the athlete testing schedule. That news on top of opening ceremony scandals and no spectators due to a coronavirus state of emergency might make this the most controversial opening ceremony ever. Boring, in other words. It's obviously <laughs> a huge honor and a big moment. And I'm so glad that my team's going to be there with me. because uh... Team USA women's basketball star Sue Bird and baseball infielder Eddie Alvarez are flag bearers for today's opening ceremony. This is unprecedented. This Olympics is like no other. Olympics organizers are not turning a blind eye to the impacts of the pandemic. COVID cases in Tokyo are reaching a new six-month uh, high yeah. of nearly 2,000 right. a day. The opening ceremony reflects that. It's going to be very true 
admitting that we are in a pandemic and the athletes are the true heroes. Marco Balic is a longtime opening ceremony executive producer. He created these spectacular shows in Rio where 65,000 people attended. In Tokyo, there are just 1,500. Are you kind of holding your breath? There have been so many developments over the last few days. What can I say? I, I think they, you know, for them to work in the biggest show in the world with everybody having a bad sentiment around them uh, was not easy. Not easy might be an understatement. Here we go. Just in the past week, the opening ceremony's composer resigned and its creative director was dismissed after separate controversies from their past surfaced. The two men issued apologies, as did the 2020 organizing committee. We'll talk about this in a moment. But as they say, the show must go on. Stadiums will be without fans. Even the athletes' families are not allowed to be inside arenas to so watch the catch compete. me up yeah yeah are they ahead. allowed to come or are they just choosing not to or is it no, no one's no, allowed it's, it's no audience is allowed whatsoever okay. there, there are selected few people that are there but again just i mean uh this is the biggest event on on earth basically right, right. you have more people than ever tuning in and that's actually part of why i wanted to watch the part of the opening ceremony but the thing is it's like they're keeping it off of youtube they're keeping it off of i even try to like uh you know, look, look, maybe someone has done like a, the occult uh, ritual of the, uh, you know, 2020 Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony or something. I couldn't find anything. Right? Any minute now. It's going to uh, come out. I, well, I hope so. I hope so. So we, I, I wanted to check the opening ceremony before we came on here to see if there's any anything in it. And it, all I, all we have is highlights. We'll just have to see. Some sources said, I think it was like, was it uh, the Daily Beast? Not that they're a good journalistic standard to go by. But uh, the Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony was depressing as hell because there's no, there's no one there, right? Um, but I think at the same time, you know, uh, I think, and we've talked about this before too, but they like these events because you have so many eyeballs on these, on, especially on the opening ceremonies, right? You have, I mean, literally like billions of people in many cases tuning in. And it's a good time to basically insert some of the programming, right? Insert some messages, whether it's the collective subconscious that's bubbling up or whether it's, uh, you know, a higher force or if it's all intentional by, uh, you know, nefarious uh, elites on the back end, that, that we can speculate about. But regardless, it's a great opportunity for them to, to program stuff in us. And, and I feel at least this year that they really want to make sure that, like, no fun allowed is being the program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to prepare for the autumn and the winter that probably is coming, to be yeah. honest. Stay home, stay afraid. Basically. But as long as you're watching... Yeah, from home. Exactly. Keep keep uh, keep your TV on and keep <laughs> get programmed with what with what's going on. So they have. Uh, I guess we can show. It's not really much to look at. There's some of the. Uh, I guess like the fireworks and stuff. They were, they had some uh, drone display and the opening as well. But again, usually there's hundreds of thousands of or at least tens of thousands of people like sitting watching this. They're tuning in. They're cheering, but it's this. Maybe ironically in Japanese style, very very quiet, right? <laughs> and they're not releasing. The act, the whole ceremony, at the least public, yeah. I, I was trying to find it and I couldn't. I know like NBC, I think here in the U.S. is running hmm. it again at around like seven thirty. They're fine tuning the editing on that. Uh, it could be now again. The reason for that is because there's so so many debacles. I think one of the latest pieces I read was we, we don't even know if we're going to be able to pull this off or something. And this was like yesterday, twenty four hours ago, because of all these people that have been forced to quit because of controversies and dumb things like this, right? Uh, yeah, so the usual, you know, kind of fireworks and stuff. But they did have, let's check out this. We can go forward a bit. Um, they are very big on the drone stuff, right? Check this out. They have this big display. I can go full screen on this. This is like, uh, you know, what what Starlink 
uh, kind uh -huh. of stuff like that, that they're doing. You can see them doing their laser shows sometimes in the sky, you know, mm. measurements. But uh, they're really big on, on making like big holographic type, you know, graphics in the sky and stuff like that. Looks like big LED lights. Did that freeze up right now? Let me see here. Oh, there it is. Okay, it's moving. There we go. Check this out. They're like, they're turning the whole thing into like a, a globe, I think, with all oh. the planets. Again, I don't think there's any audio on this. A little bit, just. Uh, but this stuff they love, so check this out. I mean, it's pretty, uh, it is pretty impressive. You know, each one of those little lights, I believe, is a individual drone. They do put a lot of uh, effort into <clears throat> these shows. Oh, now it's like a soccer ball. Effort, effort posting, right? Hmm. <laughs> Death Star. Oh, that's right. Uh, Dodecahedron, what is it called again? And let me go, move forward a little bit. It kind of just morphs into like a globe with all the continents on it and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so there's, uh, sure, there's some cool stuff that they're up to, you know, doing. Uh, but again, I think the most important thing about this is that it's, it's, it's the programming, right? Right. So this year they had, let me see here. What was, oh, this is Al Jazeera. That's right. Okay, let's take a look a little bit. They're, they're talking about uh, some of the restrictions, even that the athletes are forced to, uh, you know, submit to, essentially. They were handing a little handbook, they talk about, uh, of like all these rules you have to abide by. So let, let's check out this clip. It's just gone 13 hours GMT. We begin in Tokyo, where the greatest show on Earth has finally now got underway, postponed last year because of the global pandemic. The 2020 Summer Olympic Games are a symbol of global unity and mm -hmm. national pride. And during these unprecedented yeah, times, a moment when the world's <laughs> greatest athletes yeah. show their strength, solidarity and courage. More than 11,000 <laughs> of them from 200 nations will be competing without spectators under unprecedented restrictions. The Parade of Nations is underway this hour in what is a nearly empty stadium. There are a small number of foreign guests Oh, Jill Biden. Uh, Jill the Biden first lady, Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron among them. Oh, he's there too. The most Good. expensive okay, exactly. Summer Olympics in history is line, huh? deeply unpopular among the people of the, the most, most expensive Summer Olympics in history. Holy shit! I didn't know say that. They are against holding the games during this global health crisis. Live now to Al Jazeera's Andy Richardson, who's in Tokyo for us. So, Andy, just looking at the initial scenes from the opening ceremony. Yeah, so much. Just that's Dr. So Jill Biden. <laughs> that's right. Right, sorry. <laughs> It really did sort of uh, scale down, socially spaced uh, and subdued somewhat. Uh, I mean, there's like no excitement at all around this. It's so bizarre, right? People would question the wisdom at the best of times yeah. of spending. Here's some photos, at least, of the ceremonies here. Enlarged firework display, but they do often set the tone uh, for an Olympic Games, often shift public opinion threads. behind okay, the Games. Exactly. And these organizers really do have a huge job to do if the majority of the people of Japan are going to turn around uh, their preconceptions about what's happening um, here in Tokyo and get really fully behind yeah, the game. Yeah, because we actually, talked about this before we went on air, but the 2012 opening ceremony, we really didn't get an understanding yep. of what that was all about until last year. That's right. And then it, it pieces fell into place, like kids lying sick in hospital exactly. beds and all that stuff. I showed in the last Wednesday show, and then I showed also a clip from uh, Barcelona 1992, did you ever say? Let, let me see I, was, if I, 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 that I remember that one. That was as the only year I ever actually was interested in the Olympics. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Let me let me. Pull the dream this team. In. Uh, that was the dream team. Oh, was it? Was the U.S. performed well that year? That was or the basketball like that? dream team. I had a mug from McDonald's. 
Anyway, nice. Check check this out. This is really weird, and it's a bit of a longer. But look at that. What? Tell me. Gee, what does that look tell like? Tell me what that really. That is. looks like a, an artistic rendering of a virus. It kind of does, doesn't it? Uh, like every look at rendering. that too. That's also like oh, a spiked protein, right? Nineteen ninety-two. Sure so uh, wow. again, I've been over this a few times now. So you know, some of you guys might be tired of me talking about well, this. Mad but again, Max. I think exactly. I think it's. I, I think it's a perfect opportunity to wow. program the, the collective subconscious in a way, right? Uh, or again, if you want to take that view, it might be things that are bubbling up to the surface. But gr- great events to come are kind of. Um, uh, there's a reflection of that, maybe. I don't know. You know, it, it, it's very, really hard to explain sometimes. Yeah, you can feel it. And I remember watching the 2012 Olympics opening ceremony and thinking I was being, something was being put into my mind, but I right. couldn't put my finger on what because I was prepared for it. I was ready to, to check out the symbolism and spot it and I could show other people, but it, was, it wasn't obvious. But it became obvious, like we said, last year. Yeah, exactly. But look at that. I mean, tell me that's not like a spiked protein. And there's even a man on there, like really creepy stuff. They zoom in on. Let me see if I can go forward a bit here. There's one shot in particular. Uh, okay, I went. And what does any of this fast. have to do with sports? It doesn't. That's the thing. It's a big ritualistic moment, and they're showing some weird. Look at this stuff here. Uh, am I on the same place? It's coming here. I'm skipping back and forth. But there's one shot particularly. This is looks kind of like. Demonic and chaotic, doesn't it? Always. Like, what the hell is yeah. going on with this here? But uh, yeah, so that's some of the stuff, and I showed it last Wednesday. So some of you guys might have seen it, but it's like really weird, right? Uh, but but back to the the Tokyo thing. I think he talks about uh, yeah, the, just the restrictions on the athletes. So let's listen to that a little bit. Um, the national stadium, almost none of their athletes were wearing facial masks. Oh no! Uh, now ahead of the games, <laughs> very dangerous. Uh, media athletes were handed something called the Olympic playbook, effectively a list of rules and regulations about what you can and can't do. There's a lot you can't do. One of the things you can't do is take your mask off uh, in a public place. The only time you can take your mask off is if you're sleeping, eating (laughs) or competing. So already the challenges of trying to maintain uh, these safe and secure games, as they're described by the IOC, uh, coming to the fore. And there'll be some interesting questions at the first uh, briefing of the International Olympic Committee tomorrow to see what uh, sanctions those two countries could face. Because in theory, athletes were told really? ahead of the games, so you don't follow the it really rules. It seems like they're setting it up to be a disaster. Yeah, I mean... It- as, as somewhere along the line, people were like, okay, it's, we're, tur-, you know, because of the, the gay vaccine, like, we're turning a corner, it's going to be fine, you know, let's go ahead. And then, I mean, really, just in the last month, they wheeled out the Delta uh, strain, right? And it's like, oh, shit, you know, and the, you know, the, the, despite the fact that they're se- telling us that this technology, the mRNA technology, the vaccine uh, that they're pushing on people, uh, is uh, is helping against a de- uh, Delta strain? It, it it it's not right. Most of the people that have tested positive are those that have uh, both vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think there's something happening where they're potentially. I I'm not sure yet where it is. If it's a punishment of Japan, why they did this? They could technically have just like let's just move ahead. Let people can come. I, I mean, it would largely would have been fine to, to be honest, if you ask me, right? Um, but the IOC, the International Olympics Committee have almost from day one been a very effective political organization that goes into these countries that are asking uh, to uh, host the Olympics and they put demands on them. They tell them what they should do, what they should reform, what laws they need. And, and I have some examples of that, too. Like you need to change, you know, like uh, uh, for in, the, in the beginning, Japan was like no BLM stuff at, at the events. No, no, like pushing any of that kind of stuff. And then they reverted back on that. 
and IOC basically forced them to take in, you know, uh, like LGBTQ stuff into the mix and pass laws and things like this, right? Uh, so they're seeing it as an opportunity to change a society. And, and, and again, Japan, they've tried for decades, right? They've mm -hmm. been very isolated, they've been ethnically homogenous. So they need to, like, the global elites need to go into that country, uh, pry open its borders. And I think the, the Olympics is part, at least, of, of, of doing that. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh that makes a lot of sense. So here's a, a little bit of a kind of outline that they had on their uh, website uh, on the opening and closing ceremonies. And I didn't go through this, but it was like a lot of, you know, you know the usual moving forward because of the United pandemic. by fear. United by emotion. <laughs> exactly. Right. Worlds we share. United and by lies. Dumb things. And propaganda. Exactly. Right. Uh, but so, so, so this happened. Poor guy. Uh, uh, the opening ceremony director. Uh, was sacked on the eve of the event over a Holocaust joke that he made in 1998. I think it was 1988. Was it? Oh, I think it was way back. <laughs> Maybe it was. No, they claim 98, but regardless, that's oh. that's a long time ago. That's yeah. like 20, 20 plus years ago, right? Uh, which is just nuts. And uh, and it was very mellow. Uh, let me see here. What is this? A Kantaro Kabayoshi, a 48-year-old 40, comedian, was fired after a skit he performed in 1998 that mm. he made light of Nazi genocide resurfaced, including the moment he told his audience, let's play Holocaust. And I was like, "How is this This is just a dumb joke. What, how, how is anybody offended by this? Uh, and why is Japan... I, I saw in some people in comments, was like, I didn't know Japan had cancel culture, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and there you go. <laughs> and he's forced to apologize. Why do you have to apologize if you've already lost the job? You're not going to get the job back. Exactly, right? Um... He should have just stood his ground and he should say, you know what, uh, it, was an, it was a long time ago uh, and it doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> yeah, but my favorite part about that article says they have to, they had to now do a last minute review of the entire presentation, the entire ceremony, just to make sure he didn't like, oh, slip in some right. other anti-Holocaust jokes into the ceremony. <laughs> just be safe. Uh, Rabbi Abraham Cooper of the Simon Wiesenthal, uh, Wiesenthal Center said, a human rights, um, uh, he said, any person, no matter how creative, does not have the right to mock the victims of the Nazi genocide. It was like, okay, well. The right. What, was, that, was that what he really did, though? Did he mock that? He was just, it's a casual joke. But we Let's do have articles. the rights, by the way. We do, we, that's we true. We can. We can. We can make fun of anything we want. Uh, that, that's well, true. Well, we think we can anyway until they silence <laughs> us. We try. <laughs> and here's the other guy who apparently... Uh, Kegu Oyamada, uh, he was sacked early this week after it came out that he had bullied someone in like high school or something like that. You know, it's like, again, this is what I'm talking about. This is the, the pressure that the IOC and this political group manages to put on Japan to get them to change, right? Mm -hmm. To get them to conform to the global standards of things and just like ignore your own culture and stuff. And there's some other stuff weaved into this too. Um, qu yeah, go, go ahead. So you, you can get canceled in. for being called a bully from when you were a kid, mm -hmm. that and that means that all bets are off. Like there is no, there is no way to play it safe. So why even try? Yeah, right. Uh, and the only reason why it works is because, as you said, people bow down and they apologize. If they would just have some backbone, stand up and say, you know what, f you. Uh, I don't care what you think of this. I thought it was funny, and just move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they will never do that, right? Um, here's a quick BBC clip on the. Now, now again, think of Japan, right? They weren't. Let's let's be honest about this. They were an ally to National Socialist Germany back in the 40s, right? So the, I feel that there's this vengeance plot against Japan. That's one of the reasons mm. why they want to pry open their borders. That's one of the reasons why they want to make sure that they like they they still need to suffer. It, it kind of in a way that like Germany did of sorts, right? Wow. So the economic 
part of this is just one aspect, right? It's it's changing their culture, changing their um, morals, uh, the framework, moral framework, and things like that. Uh, but here's a quick BBC clip on, on the costs. And again, keep in mind, it was the most expensive Olympics in history. And all that money that they were supposed to make from people attending the games, right, mm -hmm. is, is gone. It's out the window, which means that Japan had to pick, you know, pay for all of this, right? Uh, check out this here. As BBC. Getting ready for the world's biggest sporting event is a massive task for host cities. There's a lot to plan, build and organize. It all comes with a hefty price tag. Is hosting the Olympics and Paralympics really worth it all? The games are certainly expensive. Just bidding to be a host can cost vast amounts of money. Tokyo spent as much as $150 million on its failed 2016 bid, Holy then shit. half that much again on its successful pitch. Tokyo's final budget stands at more than $15 billion. Holy shit, wow. set to be the most costly summer games ever, the past events didn't come They're not making any money back. No, nothing study, this time. The average wow. At least the other countries did, right? The Olympic right. Games between 2007 and 2016 was $12 billion. Wow. And over the past decades, host cities have always ended up spending more than planned, much more. Yeah. In Greece, the cost of the 2004 Olympics in Athens has been blamed for contributing to the country's later economic crisis. Yep, or and the all part of the global plan, by the way. Laden with debt, which took decades to pay off. But of course, the Olympics make a lot of money too. There are substantial revenues from TV deals and sponsorships yeah, but not the this time for Japan. Almost wow. $6 billion from recent summer and winter games, funding sports and future games. The host cities themselves hope to see economic gains from things like job creation, from tourism and investments in infrastructure and sports facilities. Redevelopment for the Barcelona Games in 1992 has often been credited with helping to turn the city into one of Europe's most popular destinations. Hmm. But during the 2012 London Olympics and Paralympics, there were actually fewer international visitors to the UK overall compared to the year before. Really? But while tourists come and go, many of the buildings and sporting facilities are here to stay. In London, the Olympic Stadium in Stratford is now... All right, they talk about the, the UK a little bit. But the point here, why I wanted to show that as well, is um, just all, you know, the waste and how much it costs for Japan. And then the fact that they will have no chance of regaining any of this money, right? On, on things which normally uh, tourism would bring and some of the other things too. So Yeah, that's really interesting perspective. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. Yep. I mean, and admittedly, this is great for me because this is a... This is getting me back in touch with like the news of the day, and because I'm a new father, I have a new property. Congratulations! By the Thank way. you. Yep. Uh, I get most of my news through the memes. Right. Yeah. And I had to compartmentalize. I can't. I can't get as obsessive about uh, you know, what's happening daily. So this is really this is an educational experience for me oh, right nice. now. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. That, and that's good. That's valuable <laughs> perspective, man, about Japan. I can totally were, see it. And they were nuked twice, by the way. Someone in chat pointed out, of like, course. like they haven't paid already, right, for all this. But anyway, uh, Trish six uh, six five five three five over on Entropy Stream. Olympics are being held because it generates money. The, the Japanese, especially those in metropolitan Tokyo, are pissed like you've never seen. Uh, we have a clip of some of the protests. Yeah, 22,000 foreigners are taking over their city, their transportation system, their hotels, their stores. I hope Japan wins all the medals for their trouble. Yeah. Uh, we'll see about that. Interesting. Uh, even in rain, Promethean Hail So Hard got a very Promethean metal song releasing August 1. Oh, cool. You got to send me a link, man. Uh, I'll send you info. Please uh, excuse the shameless promotion. No worries, man. Uh, Aryan Kung Fu salutations from uh, North Idaho. Good to see you, man. Uh, hey. uh, thank you for the, uh, the chat as well. It was a pleasure. Yeah, do send me that link, by the way. We'll, we'll uh, play that. Seinwolf. Um, hey, Henrik. The 100% who white Swedish women's football team trashed the USS purple-haired uh, dice. 
<laughs> the purple hair dyed ones uh, by three, uh, three to zero. Uh, LOL, hail, hail Aryan victory. Thank you, sir. I did uh, talk about that Wednesday, and uh, it's don't get me wrong, the Swedish team is very cringe. They're, they are actually the ones who are, are kneeling and stuff like that, like bowing to the BLM, you know, crap. Mm. And I wish they wouldn't have done that. So they, they're not much better than the American team on that front. It's all political now. Uh, but hey, at least they won. I, I'll, I'll give them that, right? Uh, Cuck for Zone, hail Japan for their support of Germany during World War II. Well, there you go. Some people have pointed out, uh, you know, they are. Uh, they uh, they hate they hate the, hate, hated them for a reason, right? Uh, the only power that uh, tried to um, uh, at that time at least kind of oppose uh, the uh, the global order, right? Um, mm-hmm. Okay, wh- we have a couple more things on this, and then, then we'll we'll move on a little bit. But here's uh, another dumb thing that they're pushing um, of of two flag bearers. They're pu- they're pushing this feminist things that are kind of weaved into it, obviously. Uh, and now they're, they're talking about having two flag bearers for the first time ever at the Tokyo Olympics. So let's uh, check this out here. I'd like to announce that Sue will be the flag bearer for Team U.S. As we said before, Benny, I'm, sh- I'm surprised they didn't have a third one for the uh, for the, tr- uh, the trans uh, section. I'm surprised there wasn't just one transgender. The, that would that, make, would that would just represent everybody. And <laughs> everyone would feel really good about that, right? That's right. And it should be a it should be a pride flag. Obviously, it should just be a rainbow flag. I, I what think, are they doing? I, I think there might. This is the thing. This is why I wanted to watch the opening ceremony because I think it, there might have been a lot of that this year. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it wouldn't. It would feel weird if it wasn't. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So we're like one of the very first people to walk in, and when they announce, you know, like, oh, United States of America, to hear the crowd erupt, to be right behind the flag was pretty. Yeah, well, it's incredible. gonna be quiet now. Anyway, they go they go through like all the fem- the f- women that's been part of it, uh-huh. and now it's something with like oh, it's fifty percent um, uh, women will make up forty nine percent of Olympians in Tokyo. So they've tried so hard to break, you know, it ha- it's it's if it's too many men, it's bad, right? It's the same thing as like if it's too many whites, it's bad. If it's too many men, it's bad, and we have to change that, right? I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> I feel like I had a hand in this, and I apologize. Oh, I want to make know. sure those women never represent. apologize. We talked about that. Well, uh, <laughs> I have the urge. I just feel so guilty. <laughs> Tokyo Olympics Committee silent on Japan lawmakers' anti-LGBTQ comments. So this is what I'm talking about. Earlier there was this, like, they didn't want this in Tokyo. It's not part of their culture. Why did they have to submit to Western, you know, as we say in the industry, uh, global homo uh, practices, right? Wow. Um, and so uh, they forced them to change their ways. Uh, and uh, then the, what is it, the Human Rights uh, Watch came out, Tokyo's Olympic LGBT non-discrimination law. They managed to get them to pass wow. a law just to make them submit, you know, to these kinds of new rules and stuff like that. So that's just a, you know, something to be aware of uh, as the IOC is doing. But here's part, very just short little clip showing some of the protesters uh, outside of, I think, one of the arenas uh, in Japan. So check out this here. There, there were a substantial crowd that showed up, and they don't. They don't want this, right? It's too costly. No one's going to show up. Who's? Why are we doing this? You know, they, these people are the ones who pick up the tab for this at the end of it, right? Totally. Uh, so just a, a short little clip for you there, but that's how 
there is wow. some resistance, at least, to it, right? Wow, Japan is really getting it. You, you, I, they are. You haven't. Yeah, well, well, we'll get to some of that here. So here's well, they are, the. They're one of the most inclusive cultures in the in the world, right? So that's I can now I can see I see what you're saying that they are absolutely being dismantled from the inside out. There's no way to win in this situation with the Olympics. There's right. no way to come out on top. No, if you want, they can spin it in any direction because it's a boogeyman. Yeah, and because it's all about cases, and surely there'll be some controversy that they didn't handle things right and. People were people's health was endangered. Yeah, this is you can see it. It's all it's you can see it in real time. Clear, clear as day. And again, wow. if you want to be part of this and be part of submitting to the IOC, as you said, there's there's kind of like no way out of it, right? Conrad mm. uh, Kurz over on NTP Stream uh, says, "Hail Red Eyes family and fellow members. Hopefully, this will make up for the last few streams I missed." Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate the generous dono. Uh, keep supporting content like Red Eyes and White Rabbit Radio, or whoever your fellow pro-white streamer is. We are waking up more and more of our people to the truth every day. The anti-white globalist scum are panicking because they know we are winning. Well, you could certainly argue that the reason why they're censoring so hard is because you're over the target and that's when they have to try to shut it down right uh, thank you Connor appreciate that uh, Trish again over on entropy uh, you know Sue Bird is engaged to Megan Rap Rapino oh is she now interesting our hmm. favorite purple-haired dude yeah so she is the and remember there's this weaved in thing where uh, um, what are they calling again Victoria secret almost said Virginia secret Victoria secret we're going to do away with their angels. Uh, they had some runway show, right, where they all, all these, like, good-looking women and stuff like that. That went out the window this year, and I think the, foot, the U.S. football star, uh, Megan Rapinoe, is one of these women that they wheeled out in the front to, like, take over for, <laughs> for mm -hmm. these, you know, good-looking, normal women, right? Victoria and can keep her secrets. That's, <laughs> that's right. And talking about contrived things, by the way, too, which, I, you know, again, it, it's, okay, so it's nothing personal against this lady here. But we're, we're in Japan. Why can't we have a slice and a taste of what true, what what truly Japanese are, what Japanese mm -hmm. culture is? And, and and sure, there was some of that during the ceremony. But the uh, torch bearer, the, uh, those who lit the the, uh, the torch here, uh, was a, a mixed race uh, lady. Why, why not have an all Japanese? Again, nothing personal against this woman, but they had to have one who she's half a Asian and half Japanese. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, but again, look at the empty seats there, by the way. There's like nothing going on. This is so weird. Uh, but it's, it feels so contrived, and there's plenty of other, you know, full Japanese people that could have done this job. But they have to signal, right, and say, we're we're part of it. We're also good people in Japan, you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. So here's just a little music in the background, but no cheers, no nothing. And it's, as I guess Dale Beast said, it was, uh, was it uh, boring as hell or something? Well, at least they changed the color of the seats to really make it seem like there's something going on back there. The, the, I think they were forced to. If mm -hmm. they hadn't done that, it would have looked uh, like, it would have looked complete. Well, it still looks empty, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to say? <laughs> All right. So anyway, so I thought that was kind of contrived and it feels like Japan are just, they're just kind of doing pandering. this. Yeah, they're pandering, right? Um, and here's a little reminder right here. Um, Japan, how Japan, a couple of slices here, right? Um, a, a certain ethnic group is involved in trying to open <laughs> up the Japanese border. Uh, materialism, materialism is the new god, someone says here. Uh, a couple of slices and headlines. Was it, Did I miss one headline? No. Um, uh, there are other places here that are being replaced. Certain shops are going in, I guess, around the area where they have the... the, the, the um, uh, facilities, the new Olympic stadi stadium and stuff like that. But here's just one example, right? How Japan needs to change, uh, needs to change to welcome immigrants. I've even seen, 
I've seen articles from foreign policy journal, which is a, a council of foreign relations, like front group. It's a, a magazine, a paper that they publish. And I remember as far back in 2014, they were writing articles about how the Fukushima disaster was going to help Japan open up its borders and, and accept immigration and weird oh, things man. like this. Like, what the hell are they doing? They're, they're uh, like obsessed uh, about changing uh, the demographics of, of, of Japan. And I think this is a travesty, you know? Yeah. Making everybody gay and everybody the same. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Uh, so here's some other activism right there. Someone uh, had a couple of choice uh, fo images uh, of that. And I, and I guess while we're at it, we, we're not going to be heavy on the South Africa. Have you followed anything of, of South Africa, by the way, of what's happening there? Not, again, not like a day-to-day -day thing. I kind of have a general understanding of what's going on there, but I don't have the play-by-play. Uh, -play. True tragedy. And so while we're <clears throat> on the topic of that um, third rail, that forbidden group you can't talk about, there's a little interesting admission here. I did tweet it out. It was actually going quite well down on Twitter, too. Um, from George um, Galloway, he's a Scottish uh, activist kind of thing. He does a lot of things in media. He's had RT. He does talk shows and stuff like that. But if you ever want to wonder, if you if you're wondering rather, of potentially why things turned out so so bad for the white Boers in South Africa, he gives us a little bit of a slice. Right? Mm. Check check this out here. I I'll let you in on something you don't know. I'm one of the few people on the left in Britain who traveled the length and breadth of apartheid South Africa as an underground agent of the African National Congress led by Nelson Mandela then in Paulsmore prison in Cape Town. Therefore, the subject of apartheid is particularly important to me. The question of racism is particularly important to me. Mm. And in parenthesis, let me tell you this, that throughout the entirety of my time underground in South Africa, under apartheid, every house I slept in, every dinner I ate, every car I drove in was provided by Jewish activists of the African <laughs> National Congress. Whoops, uh, you're not allowed to talk about that. Uh, apparently, Whoa. you can get you banned and censored. Uh, so it's almost like uh, there's a certain group that's trying to undermine uh, uh, the nation no uh, states. No way. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> that's just paranoid anti-Semitism. Uh, it, it's true. That is true. Because uh, we, we're not allowed to talk about that. Um, all right. So anyway, <laughs> let's let's do this. Let me do a couple of these super chats and then we'll go over to Biden. Something a little bit more uh, lighthearted and we'll leave the uh, leave the uh, uh, the Olympics for a little bit here. Uh, Dersha Rusker, simply with the keep up the good work. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bill Hoover. Uh, for 400 years during medieval time period, Japan murdered anyone that would arrive at their shore. They were very based. <laughs> Smash with Henry. Did you? <laughs> so did you hear? Uh, did you see the? Uh, there's so there's a rapper that did the uh, vax that back thing. that vax up. Did did you see the vax the thing? Did yeah. you see that one? Uh, I saw the back that. <laughs> <laughs> back, back, the, back that backs up, right? Something like that. Yeah, oh, I know about God. it. I saw it. It's kind of turned. Well, that's in itself is kind of turned into a little meme here on the. Oh, good. Uh, on, on the show, and I, and I guess it's it's the it's the law that I have to bring in this footage. We do have to take a you. step back and laugh at this because it is just insane. Yeah, just the nonsense level is at an extreme level. <laughs> here, here's here's the clip here. If you haven't seen it before, yeah, it's it's so at the end of the video. <clears throat> there's a apparently they were pitching it. 
um, to the uh, to these uh, black Americans that basically, if you want to kind of get it on with people, you have to like get vaccinated basically, right? And okay. so they had this tagline, uh, smash with Scott uh, for vax that thing. Here it is. Get ready. Smash with smash with smash. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is crazy, right? Vax that thing up. That was the big thing that they're pushing. Uh, so you can have promiscuous, unprotected, yeah. wild, and so sex. you can so you can smash with Scott, right? Got to just get it on with sense. some random, some random dude. Yeah. You know, you met on whatever Grinder or Tinder, whatever the hell they're doing these yep. these days. All right, okay. At least they're safe. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do a little Biden segment. Now it's easy to goof on on someone like Joe Biden, the, our, our regime leader. But you know, it's it, and it's somewhat low hanging fruit. But it's funny. I kind of enjoy it, right? Am I, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. He's <laughs> he's hilarious. I think he deserves it, doesn't I he? I want to get the 100 best quotes from Joe Biden book when it comes out. That's right, exactly. Remember how they goofed on, like, George W. Bush because all the things that he said, which well, was, like, fun also at the time. That's the thing, though. He does remind me of uh, old Georgie boy, which makes me wonder what his legacy will be because I thought, you know, when Bush was president, he was obviously the face of something bigger, Yeah. right? And Biden right. is obviously in a similar situation. So what is he going to be remembered for? Is it COVID? I feel like something else is coming. For uh, for bringing America together. Oh, right? he's is, the guy what he's doing? Yeah. the unity. He's the one. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, he's uh, I thought old white guys were the problem. He's, no, that's And he's like true. the oldest white guy. Uh, that is also true. Uh, exactly. So they can always blame him for that, though, whether he pulls it off or not. But here's a, here's an interesting uh, thing here, this clip. He, he clarifies uh, that he's totally not hiding people and sucking the blood of of kids in the in some basement or something, right? So <laughs> it's good that he gave us this clarification, just in case someone w was wondering, right? And do though, what they can do is try to change the narrative and say, well, why wasn't Nancy Pelosi prepared? Why weren't the Democrats prepared? Well, for, no, they for can that say that, and you can make honest judgments about it. I have look. I sometimes get myself in trouble for what I'm about to say. Not that I ever get in trouble. <laughs> As you've heard me say before, no one ever doubts I mean what I say. The problem is I sometimes say all that I mean. And, uh, but all kidding aside, I have faith in the American people. I really do to ultimately get to the right place. And by the way, many times Republicans are in the right place. I don't mean that the Republicans only the Democratic point of view. But some of the stuff, I mean, QAnon, the idea that the Democrats or the Biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children and doing, no i'm serious that's <laughs> he's referred to himself in third person now, you the biden mm -hmm. not like me and that's your right look that's it's your, a simple thing you, you can walk outside i just don't like the way that guy wears his tie i'm voting against him you have a right to do that <laughs> oh thank you, that, you that's right why yeah. i didn't vote for him got his me his tie yeah. I was like that the tie everything else is great it's just that tie of late i think you're beginning to see some of the and both and by democrats as well sort of the venom get sort of sort of leak out of a lot of it we got to get beyond this what do you say to your grandchildren or your children you, you could say well at least i wasn't sucking the the blood of from kids yeah. or something right he may have been a horrible president but at least, at least he wasn't sucking blood out exactly. of kids get like it, the you know, QAnon radicals were saying got to clarify that you know which is which is good because so and so here he is again i think this is the following day it's a point regarding. worth repeating. <laughs> exactly. Just to, just just to, to really clarify. People. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, and I think this was after someone accused him of saying that the, the most, there were many Democrats 
that wanted to defund the police, right? Mm. And, and, and so now he was like, you know, just jumping off a different topic and de not even denying that and just started talking about like uh, sucking the blood out of kids. Check this out. This is, this is in the Democratic Party, who wants to people in the Republican Party who think we're sucking the blood out of kids? <laughs> I'm glad he addressed that. That's yeah, the, exactly. Was the question we've all been really waiting for him to get around to circle back to. Circle. That's right. That's uh, is it. Jen Saki's uh, mm -hmm. tagline, right? Jen mm -hmm. Saki. Um, and so, of course, this is there's totally not people that are uh, are, are engaged. In, in actually uh, trying to benefit from uh, the the blood of young people, well, never heard of such a thing. That's just silly, right? People like Peter Thiel uh, only wants to inject himself with young people's blood, and some people. There's that photo, by the way, Peter Thiel, and so he used to work with Elon Musk, right? Another, in my view, frontman of these global forces, right? Why the hell could he build like a space station and send up rockets? He's building Starlink and like Neuralink and all these like right. crazy stuff. He's obviously a frontman, right? But there was a picture, and maybe I should, I'll see if I can find it later, but it's Peter Thiel next to Elon Musk. And I'll tell you though, this guy has looked exactly the same for like 30 years. <laughs> it's like, What's his secret? What what could it possibly be? Uh, Pizza Gate never happened, and they're certainly not drinking uh, blood of uh, young kids, right? Well, not the Democrats anyway. No, 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 exactly, the, not that. All mm -hmm. right, a couple of more uh, Biden uh, stuff here. This is kind of funny. Uh, he's just doing uh, just doing great, just doing great in in, in this town hall that he had on CNN, uh, which was uh, virtually empty too, by the way. But uh, let's, let's listen. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Mm. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for... Mm. <sighs> yeah. Okay. He's uh, nailing it. I feel good. He's doing great. He's doing great. Here's, here's, here's another one. Check the, this one out. Uh, why not? I mean, why not ramble about random stuff when, when you have the stage like that? Check this out. You, you, you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are, are you... Are you okay? I mean, you seem no, it works. Or you, you know, <laughs> Are you or, okay? or, or or the mom and dad, mm -hmm. or, or 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 the neighbor, or when mm -hmm. you go to church, or when you're no, I I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. What Think does of the really people. Mean? If if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know something. <laughs> Or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? Is there a man on the moon? I, Question everyone's I, dying to know. I mean, I'm, I, that would be interesting, but it, it's not quite what we're talking about here, right? Will kids under 12 be vaccinated? Uh, what was the, the, the last question for him was, how do you change the mistrust in the system among some members of the black community? And he went on talking about aliens and mm -hmm. man in the moon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, good <laughs> More votes than any president in That's history. Right. Did, now, someone ha I should have pulled that in, right? But did you see the images from uh, his town hall? There was like oh, no man. one. There was no one there. Um, let me see if I can Google that real quick. I had using Google. Uh, CNN's town hall with Joe Biden, trans, blah, blah, blah. Are they, uh, well, Google, I bet you they're going to yeah, hide they're those like, no, images. No, 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 we don't. They're going to show us. They're going to be hard. I, I saw some... Room. 
images, photos of just like behind, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing that they had taken. Mm-hmm. It was like there was no one there. And again, this guy got more votes than anybody in history. Here's one. Here's one source. Let me pull this in real quick here. Uh, let me minimize that. Now, were they allowed to be there or were they or was it a socially distanced here event? We go. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, okay. There could be. There could be some truth to that, I guess, technically. But they were all packed in the front, though, to make it appear. Oh yeah. Like. Oh, so they weren't. Was, they weren't distancing themselves. No, no, no. It was just That's... that there was like they were packed in the front. So here, see, so here's what this town hall looked like. Mm, that, uh, doesn't, that doesn't look very safe. The most popular American president in history got the most vo- of anybody ever. <laughs> he got the most votes, and he can't even fill like an, a, a small auditorium. But you know, it's yeah. <sighs> got a got a bridge to sell you to. Uh, Just uh, ridiculous, <laughs> man. And here's a here's a conservative, by the way, that they rolled out as well. Check out this question because right. this is this is what conservatives are very uh, mm-hmm. con- concerned with right now. I am a pediatrician who utilizes social media to educate about oh, health, and I'm very hero. concerned about the rise in misinformation from the anti-vaccine community oh, yeah, that is eroding trust in mm. life-saving vaccines. Mm. Spread of this misinformation and declining vaccination rates could leave Americans vulnerable to vaccine-preventable diseases in the future. So what is I want to know She's is- totally not reading a script, right? Is she totally just being uh, 100% off the cuff? conservative? Uh, <laughs> just totally just normal and just like, how do we shut, the, how do, uh, Biden, how can we, uh, as conservatives, I'm very concerned about these people voicing different opinions. Can we, can we somehow shut them all yeah. up? How can you censor more people yeah. faster? You know what's remarkable about, about this is that they still are, are like uh, pretending that like Facebook is like, I mean, he, and he said it the other day, right? They're killing people. They're not banning enough people on Facebook, right? And it's like they've been slashing and thrashing for years now and decades. And it, the point is, it's never going to be good enough for these people, right? So basically what she's saying is I preach to the choir on Facebook about my opinions. Yeah. And some people don't like that. Can you shut <laughs> them up for me? So remove them. Just just make sure that they can't speak and they don't have an, a, a way to, uh, to offer anything different mm-hmm. in terms of opinion. When it comes to this... We've been over it many times, but this experimental thing that there's no long-term studies on, and the animal tests that have been done are looking really, really bad, right? Mm-hmm. But, but so, yeah, it's it's we have no reason to worry about this, right? <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, she seems nice. She's very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is the uh, following day, or maybe from earlier, but. Um, Maybe he's been sucking the blood of kids uh, for, uh, for a little longer here than we, than, we, than we expect. Check this out. Way back 150 years ago when I was chairman of the Judiciary oh. Committee. <laughs> he is a vampire. He is a vampire. Confirmed. Way back. I think that's actually quite a while ago. I remember that clip now. I thought it was a new one. Maybe it is a new one. He said like weird stuff like that a number of times. As soon as numbers are involved, it, it goes south really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he just stands there and, and, and eats his ice cream. Uh, poor old Biden. Mm-hmm. All right, something a little different here. Um, well, here's a good example of why we all hate the media, right? Because they always lie. They, they can never tell the truth. And there's one clip that shows you here. Uh, a reporter of the log- largest private TV network, RTL, smears herself with mud while documenting the flood disaster in Germany. And she's trying to pose like she was out there and helping and she's been roughing it and stuff. We have the actual news segment as well uh, weaved into this. But check out what, what someone zoomed in on uh, on this very flooded, the aftermath of this very flooded street here in Germany. She goes down and picks up mud. Let me, let me go back so you can see that, guys. Look at that. It zooms in a bit weird. But she goes down, picks up mud on her hands, 
and then smears it on various places on herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just, I was there on the ground. I was, I was right in the mud, right? Knees deep in the, in the ground. I was on the ground. It reminds me of that. Was it, uh, was it Anderson Cooper uh, who was standing on his knees in water to pretend that it was like up to his waist or oh, something probably. like that? Do you remember that? Seems like something he would do. And anyway, so so that's the the news you know segment there later coming out. So good for someone to catch that. And I think it was memeology uh, that had actually the, the actual news clip. Check this out here uh, of of how it turned out. The actual reporting here. This is funny. Yes, yeah, Susanna Olin was recently reporting from a German town devastated by flooding. <clears throat> Reading for the podcast audience there. She was acting as she, if she had helped with the cleanup efforts at the scene. Ich habe hier gestern auch tatsächlich mit angepackt. Um Yeah, taking the shovel, you know, digging in right there. We have from morning to evening, for example, the old plaster stones irgendwie rausgekramt, because the people here are trying to get their historical stones. Does that just make any sense to you? But language here. This sounds like more news anchor rhetoric. It's Nazi talk. No, right. She could have spread some more mud on her clothes. Yeah, she could have. Pretty clean T-shirt. She's. I still think. She wanted to be like uh, respectable and not too, uh, not too muddy, right? Right, just enough. Anyway, that's uh, you get the idea, folks. That's but this is the problem, though, right? It's everything has to be manufactured, exact, exaggerated, and all these things. They can just they can't just come at this thing and just like, yeah, it's fine, you know? Because no one would have cared if she didn't have mud on her. No, she felt like she had to pretend like she was really involved. With the situation. That's right. <laughs> wow. Cut free zone over an entropy stream. How small hats view non small hat nations from Isaiah 6012. I guess that's a Bible reference here. Uh, For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly ruined. But, uh, you know, hate speech though, am I right? Definitely. Uh, William Runner. Thank you, Red Ice. Well, thank you, William. I appreciate that. Very kind. Uh, thank you for the dono. All right. I'm just kind of uh, slashing along here in the order. I, hey, Clipping do you, through. Did, you, did you hear anything about the date? And you might not have, but the, the new ATF nominee, David Shipman, right? He was, uh, so it's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, the, mm. the director of that. Uh-oh. Uh, and he was f- made famous uh, many decades ago for being part of basically burning uh, the building at Waco down to the ground with all those kids in it. Remember mm-hmm. Texas, Waco? Sure. And so he has made uh, various, <clears throat> you know, down statements in that since then he's been confronted on some some things here. But he had a, also a curious um, live segment here. I'm really actually not sure what this is from. Cheddar, I guess it's some new news show or something. But uh, David Shipman, Biden's ATF nominee, labels American gun owners as tiger kings. Isn't it paper, like a paper tiger? Isn't that what he means? What does he mean by tiger king? Like the show on Netflix? Is that what it is? The, okay. The gay... Uh Tiger guy? Tiger King's preparing for a zombie apocalypse. Is there a zombie apocalypse in that show? I, don't, I didn't see it. It's a documentary <laughs> about a guy called the Tiger. It's called the Tiger King. Tiger I think. King. Okay. He's got like blonde hair and a mullet, and he's so maybe the gay. reference is lost. Maybe I'm the I'm the fool in the room here, but it just sounded so. Listen to this guy. This just sounds so weird. And and also what like preparing for a zombie apocalypse. That, it was the CDC that gave us information about that, remember? Right. They put it on their own website, like how to survive the zombie apocalypse, and then people made the links that, yeah, when you have mandatory mass vaccination campaigns that are most likely going to give people yeah. Kreutzfeldt-Jakob-type disease, right, like prion disease, some people have said that the spike protein is starting to basically eat away at your brain. Whoa, the, I wouldn't be surprised. The lipids, which is this little nanoparticle <clears throat> envelope that they have to, to deliver the mRNA payload, 
um, is so tiny, is nanoscale, so that it passes through uh, the blood-brain barrier and other uh, blood barriers that you have in your body. And that's one of the reasons why uh, the heart is being hit first for many people because that doesn't have a blood-brain. So it takes, mm. it can like s go into these various parts of the body real quick and literally slice up things, right? It mm. cuts up vessels. It's nanoscale. This is, this is insane, right? But anyway. Wow. Uh, so but maybe, you have to have it. You, uh, you have to. It's da it's dangerous. You want to keep going it. to sports games and concerts. That's right. It only makes sense. Of course. So. Uh, and soon enough, you won't be able to go grocery shopping without <sighs> it, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so tying all that together, I guess zombie apocalypse might actually be coming here soon. I, I don't know. But anyway, let's listen to uh, what uh, David Shipman said mm. here about this. Good old Gab TV. And so Whoa. in their mind, uh, they might be confident. They might think that they're diehard, ready to go, but unfortunately they're more like Tiger King and uh, they're putting themselves and their families in danger. And what? so what I would suggest is for those people who were first time gun owners, if they did go out and buy a gun, um, I would secure that gun locked and unloaded and hide it behind the cans of tuna and beef jerky that you've stored in a cabinet. And, um, stab? you know, only bring that For out preppers? if the zombies start to appear. I think it's a biological um, female. And I don't think they are. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's basically talking about preppers and crazy people right. that have guns and they have stored food. And again, what the, does anybody in chat knows the, the Tiger it's King It's got to be Tiger reference? King Netflix. It's got to be. Okay, okay, maybe that's it. Then. I just don't, I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. Yeah, exactly, me neither. I don't watch. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure that's what it is. If you have Netflix, cancel it right yeah. now. And sign up for Red Eyes members, you know, support Benny, you know, support good people doing yeah. good stuff, right? All right, uh, here's another one. It, so this is just a little run through of some of the latest craziest people that have uh, been working for the Biden regime and stuff like that, too. Here's the military guy, General Milley, who recently we're talking about. I'm not sure if you saw that, but he was like, he, he was referencing how he was um, uh, critical race theory was like a, basically, according to him, a good thing to have in the military and like singling out white people. And he was talk, going on on about white rage and weird uh, things like this. Would you think white rage? The military would be mm. like impartial politically, and he's tried to argue that, but then he's like doing all these moves that clearly are like a far left, you know, progressive mm -hmm. agenda, right? <laughs> so okay. here he is, uh, I guess, being kind of uh, co somewhat confronted uh, on his comments about this white rage, but he won't discuss it remarkably. Check this out here. Here we go. Toy I'm buffering rage. on. Yeah, yeah I said I'm here. not going to discuss it right now. I Sorry, let me go back here so we can hear that. You said the words white rage. Yeah, and I said I'm not going to discuss it right now. I think it's a very complicated topic, <laughs> and we don't have the time to go into the nuance of it right this minute. I can do that later. I'll be happy to do that later. Uh, but right now is not a good time to do that. It's too complicated. It's too complicated. We've got time for one more, guys, and I want to get to. to uh, <laughs> the problem of white rage is too complicated yeah. to don't, explain. It's too nuanced. My so God. Is it when a white guy gets upset? I guess angry? so. Or just not bowing down or something. I, I, yeah. Who knows what it is? We don't even know yet. But I, I, maybe he will answer us uh, in between reading Karl Marx. Some of his, yeah, his right. Someone, who's, someone who's not into the progressive movement. <laughs> could that be considered white rage? Who, put, who stands against it? Oh, yeah. Definitely. White rage. Wow. Now, I'm learning a lot tonight. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you like a run through yeah. on some of the latest crazies that are like yeah. in, in again. These are people in major positions of power and influence, and they oh, yeah. dictate things in society. And according, like I think some of these people are just like insane. They're like mentally uh, unstable. Part of people. me feels stirred up. I'm going to keep that at bay. I don't want to get too angry. I don't <laughs> want that to be misconstrued as 
white rage. So no, I'm just going exactly, right. to contain, I'm going to bottle it up, just move on. That's right. All right, here we go. Here's some, actually, some really crazy stuff. Um, now, we've talked on the on the show many times, and, and I, I think it's a topic you're kind of somewhat interested too, Benny, but, you know, eating healthy and try to stay away from, you know, a lot of the chemicals out there and, if you know, when we can, go organic and stuff like that, right? But if you had any questions about how all these microplastics ends up in food, we got a little bit of an answer to, to that here the other day. And I think this is a while ago. We played a clip uh, news report uh, from a few months back where they were talking about the average human consumes about the size of a credit card of plastic each week, about five grams of plastic each week. And it comes to, to us from different ways, right? It's in food, it's in just things you, you, you know, you scrape the bottom of a container that you eat from, or, you know, there's multiple ways, right? It's in our products, it's everywhere. Like, it's even in the air, we, we breathe the stuff in, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But check out this, if you haven't seen this before. How, so how does all the plastic ends up in some of the food that we eat? Check out this here. Y'all believe me now. Go up the line to that big shit called a grinder. And it grinds it out and turns it into acid. And then the hog eats it. This is what it looked like when it's done. The hog eat it, and then you eat the hog. <laughs> And you, you get the, that? What did he say at the end? You eat the hog. So this is pig pig feed. Let me let me show you that. There's oh, two more. Oh wow! There's two more clips. Check this out. All that. This all, is the, waste all the packaging. Look at that. Yeah. That they give to the bakeries, pigs. cookie places, all type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some of your favorite foods, but they just molded and old. Got a bunch of rats and stuff in them. Yep. Yep, they all going in here. Up the line to the grinder. <laughs> and one more clip here. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> How you say that? I got a little, yeah, I mean. And for those of y'all who say they pick the trash out, the boxes don't be in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you get that? So they're using, <clears throat> go over to the other uh, angle here. They're putting all the plastic containers just ground it all up into a huge pile and then they give that to animals to eat like how Whoa. is this it's the first time i've seen this how is this legal how is there no overarching inspector or some arm of some agency that approves this not shutting this down right uh where do we know where this is i mean those I, they sound like know. they're you know like they're pretty they're in America yep. somewhere. So yep. where is this happening? And looked like that food. So that was, this is like, this is blowing my mind. So this is um, <laughs> food that's being taken off the shelves, I'm guessing. Old and they're food. taking it. Yeah, they're not taking, so. they're just putting it all into the big compactor. Yep. And then right back into the, into the flow for the animals. That's right. And then we eat that. And then we get. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not surprised, but I'm still uh, yeah. blown away. I'm still, how can, the, uh, again, the point is, how can this be legal, right? How the hell well, can it be legal? I mean, uh, we, <laughs> uh, yeah, the corruption I, runs I know, deep. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. Kind of, well, at least the recycling. I can't even make a joke out of that. <laughs> now recycling that, something. Uh, so, so, it, so I, I would assume that since he's talking about hogs, this might. But I mean, I mean again, this is how um, Croesus Jacob or, or mad cow disease uh, mm. ended up happening, right? Or foot and mouth disease. It was a few outbreaks in 2005 or something in the UK. Um, they were feeding, they're literally grounding up other cows and giving it to cows, you know, right. things like you know, like crazy stuff that you shouldn't do. I, but I do have to say that I also feel, and, and again, 
that's why you want to know where your meat comes from. That's why you want to do it organic. You want to do it local as possible, not these mega, you know, slaughterhouses. You know, we always talk about that in preface that when we talk about meat eating. But also, though, I feel it's one of those things that if they can, if they can put this kind of stuff out there and make this known, people would go for the new synthetic proteins that they're making for us now in the labs, right? Mm. Or the, um, the 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 soy uh, substitution, or I mean, they want. I think they want to get us off of meat altogether. Of course. So this could be another flip side to it. They're like, oh, look at the, all this plastic in in pigs' feed. You, well, you don't have any choice. You got to go jump over to soy patties, right? Wow. I just saw a CNN headline yesterday that said. Red meat linked to heart disease mega study shows. There so there's go. definitely yep. that war on meat is real. It's happening. And then yeah, like you're saying, like this could be this could be spun so that you know, because I think that the main vegan argument is about the slaughterhouses. Yeah. But when you meet ranchers and farmers, I mean, no one loves their animals more than the farmer and the rancher. So they're not the ones mistreating their animals, even if they slaughter them. Right. But it's the slaughtering plants we have issues with. Yeah. So if this is what people find out they're eating under this guise of like climate change and pollution and trash, mm-hmm. man, man, this is like this is like next level uh, uh, deception. It's, it's crazy, right? That they wow. are, again, how they're how the heck are they allowed to do this? But uh, yeah, so something to be aware of. <clears throat> Don't get the normal like the, the let, let's say like this. It, it, yes, some of them is a little bit more expensive, but I think cut down on it then. Do eat less often if there's meat uh, that costs a little bit more. It, I think it's better to get a quality when you can get it as opposed to having more of it all the time and lesser quality. And if this is some part of like, you know, what the, this is microplastics in the, most of the bacon and stuff out there, just, you know, non-organic, non-like locally yeah. sourced stuff. Holy shit, that's crazy, you know. Yeah. Um Wow, that was something else, man. That's uh, <laughs> I'm feeling that white rage build back up. There you up. go. There you go. Well, speaking of white rage, uh, <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this article. This is funny. Nature is racist. Systemic racism blocks black people from going outdoors. I had no idea. This is fascinating you news know, to me. I knew that. I'm, I yeah. always feel, I always feel very privileged when I'm out in nature. <laughs> I really do. I feel like oh, this is a really special experience, and I should be out here more. And I didn't realize it was because I was white that I was able well, to really you know enjoy when it. we're out there we all in our hoods right in our mm-hmm. white hoods we uh, we try to but uh, <clears throat> you know make sure that no non-whites can uh, can enjoy the outdoors right that's what we most concerned with when we're out in nature yeah that, that's that ruins it whenever I see a, a minority I'm just <laughs> I get that white rage and I'm just like what are you doing here a report, Who let you in? <laughs> it says a report published by Outside Interactive alleged that America's historical racist policies have contributed to, quote, the nature gap resulting in black Americans having less enjoyment of the so-called great outdoors. Aaron Key, the report's author, is pushing for minorities to use their free time outdoors in nature through the use of grants and advocacy work. She does not, however, mention that there are no modern laws prohibiting non-whites from actually visiting <laughs> public nature right. sites <laughs> of course there isn't <laughs> it's, it's just whoa do we have any problems here Man, what's, what's good? they're just making sure they cover every single thing everything is racist yep wow if, okay. you, if you're enjoying the outdoors too much as a white person you you must feel guilt you're right? doing someone you're doing it at someone else's expense exactly that, that fresh air you're breathing what that could be fresh air that a minority <laughs> is breathing in the in inner city without the opportunity Oh, man, wow. it's crazy. Uh, Bill Hoover on Anthropocene. If you watch the old Senate hearings from Waco, all the politicians that were defending the government actions at Waco are still in Congress and very well known. I did mm. not know that. Interesting. Mm. All the politicians that were critical um, 
Yeah, all the politicians that were critical you have never heard of. Interesting. I'm not surprised, but we do have those forever, you know, what do you call them, career politicians, right? It used to be a system where, like, they come in, they stay a few years, they represent, you know, their people, and they're in touch with your people. Then they, they leave, basically, right? Mm. It's a, rep a representative Republican uh, republic, I mean, a representative republic. And they come and go, but we have these people who have been there for, like, decades and decades, right? They're, like, molded molded down into their seats in Congress, you know what I mean? We need them to leave, some of those people. Mm. Uh, Arlene Frazier, Henrik, have you thought of doing Man on the Street type interviews again? You did a bit of that a while back, and I think it would be interesting to see what the locals think about all of this. You sent that uh, uh, twice, Arlene, so I'm, I'm happy to send the, the second one back to you if you want, but thank you. Um, not really, not not yet, but th this could actually be a good place uh, to do it. But do, do you do you ever do any? Uh, I've never done a man on the street. I've always been tempted by it, especially when I was in Los Angeles. But mm. hey, if that's something you want to maybe think about, I, I'm interested because I do want to get to know more people in the community anyway. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's a very North Idaho is a, a special place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. Thank you, Arlene. I appreciate that. Uh, maybe we'll do we can do something together on that. Huh? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, actually, we can skip the we can skip the Jenner six one. It's kind of makes it a little bit too complicated uh, today. I want to I want to got to talk about the Corona stuff a little bit here now, and just get into the crazy, crazy stuff. So you know I, we've talked about it so much, and I know some of you are tired of it, but you, we have to recognize how insane this push is that they're doing now. They're basically like if you're avoiding the vaccine, you're actually murdering people. Those who are spreading information uh, to the contrary or offer counter studies, they are basically mass murders. They need to be censored. We need to hang them out in the media like they did with the Disinfo Dozen recently, right? Mercola, uh, Aaron Elizabeth, Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a bunch of people on that list, by the way, right? Mm -hmm. So here's a good old, as we like to call her, a Chinese communist asset, uh, Liana Wen. She's been on CNN I think multiple times a day talking about what America should do, right? We can't do this. We have to do this. And here she is talking about basically you cannot go to grocery stores or schools if you're not vaccinated. At the base minimum, we have to mask you up again, right? Uh, but preferably we have to disincentivize you and make life so hard for you if you're unvaccinated that that will be a measure to coerce you into it, right? So check out this clip here. Here, here she is again. Right. I think it depends on the circumstance. So if you're grocery store and the grocery store doesn't have the capacity to enforce a, some kind of proof of vaccination, then they have to say that indoor masking needs to apply mm. because we don't know who's vaccinated and who's not. The same thing for schools. Schools, you can't expect the teacher in every school to be asking, well, you're not wearing a mask, so are you vaccinated or not? And so if that's the case, everybody should be wearing masks. But I could imagine there are already concert venues or workplaces that are saying, right. if you are not vaccinated, you're, you can't come or you have to get a negative test. And that's what's needed in order to really incentivize vaccines at this point. So grocery stores, right? As we said. I'm sorry, I didn't get the memo that she was the authority here that I'm supposed to take all my information from. I didn't get that memo. It, she has been, they've pushed her. There's a couple of other people that have pushed real hard, but she, I've seen her in so She's many things. She's the one who said oh, the dangling the carrot, right? Yep, a few months the carrot ago. and the stick, exactly. Ah, yep, yep. We, I knew I'd seen yep, it before. Yep, we played that clip if, 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 quite a few times. Let me see if I can find that. That's actually a good the clip. The window is closing, and they don't, people need the carrots, they think, or else they're just going to take their freedoms back without yeah. getting them back. Here she is. This is one, I mean, again, she's been like on this every over and over and over again wow. let me see if i can find the second one here 
uh, CNN. Let me see here. Leanne Wen, I think mm. her name is. Let mm -hmm. me see if I can find it. But anyway, one here, one more from her. Uh, that could be a good one. At least to play. She's, I mean, she's 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 giving us on a good heads up. At least we know what. Uh... <laughs> well, and again, the other thing here is that. The only way out of the situation, too, that she says, beyond, of course, mandatory vaccinating everybody, uh, is to have also some kind of digital uh, international database system, right? And again, remember, this was conspiracy theory. Exactly. We, we, we've been ago, proven to right? be prophets over and over yeah. and over again. Everything we predict is coming true, and, and then we're so-called crazy. Exactly, right? Um, yeah, one more here. We could play with her. Listen to what she uh, what she said uh, here. You say the Biden administration needs to change its approach to this pandemic now that the uh, Delta variant has taken hold. Uh, what specific changes do you want to see? Are we going to see uh, more masking in at least federal buildings around Washington, do you think? I really hope so, because, Jim, we are at a very different point in the pandemic than we were a month ago. We now have about three times the number of new infections compared to a month ago. We have the Delta variant, which it could be in mm -hmm. people who are infected which is with not it. They deadly. have about a thousand times the amount of virus Delta, than they would if they got infected with the it. original wild type <laughs> variant. And we don't actually know for those individuals, even if they are fully vaccinated, are they able to transmit the Delta variant to others? <laughs> and so as a result, are, we need right? to use an abundance of caution approach. And so I hope that the Biden administration hits the reset button and says, we acknowledge reset, that we are huh? at a very different point reset, and yeah. therefore we should follow the example of LA County and say that if there are places where vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing, is it bad there? Then no, it wasn't. It was well, it's funny. Okay, I mean, I'm, the lockdowns. Not to I mean. call myself a prophet, but I was there and I was blending in. I went there uh, and I didn't have to wear a mask anywhere I went. Uh, even even on the airplane, I took it off. Oh, shit. No one gave me a hard time. Oh, good. And then in, in good, LA yeah. itself, everywhere I went, you know, they have a little sign saying, if you're not vaxxed, mm -hmm. wear a mask. But no one, I, so I was everywhere blending in. I thought, this is this can't last. This is a window. I'm in a very special window. Yeah. I don't, I'm not supposed to be blending in like this. And no. sure enough, the day after I flew back, they implemented the new... Uh, the new mandate. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So what? What, what was it? Was like two? Was it two months? Not even that. Like if six weeks or something of like, all right, we we we're opening up again. No more lockdowns. No more no more mask mandates. Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think we called that. Li 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 you know, earlier this year, last year, even we said like, you know, over over summer, they're going to give us a little bit of a time, well, a little bit of window where things go back to normal. As, as Leanna Wen said, as a carrot, essentially, right? Look at what all the things you can get when it's opened up again. It's like a, it's extortion, right? It's it's like uh, emotional extortion. It's like making life for you a living hell. Uh, and the only way to, to, to get out of that is to comply mm -hmm. and get the vax and get mm -hmm. the experiment, right? And if you don't comply, you're a terrible person who may be leaving death and destruction in your wake without realizing it. And you're just selfish. Well, you're just not a team player. Yeah, exactly. You're not a team player. And can, can we just maybe uh, uh, charge people with murder, maybe? Maybe that's the next step, right? <laughs> if you don't comply, oh, you're, you're killing people, right? Yeah. Black Phillip on Entropy Stream says, Industrial farming is so insidious and terrible. This is a job literally only immigrants will do. The largest beef producer in the U.S. is responsible for letting Somalis in this way. Now, that is true. I've, we had... Uh, what's her name again? Uh, Re Refugee Resettlement Watch and Corcoran has been very good uh, at seeing what organizations are lobbying for America to open its borders. And they are, of course, done by big corporations that not only 
uh, want to you know help bring in these immigrants. They want it because it drives down the wages. They can get work done and they can pay much less for it. It's, it's completely insidious, right? But yeah, many of these meat plants allegedly are actually run uh, by these immigrant groups that they're lobbying for to come in. So they can they ben- they you know the capitalist system benefits from that. Open the border, let them all in. We can pay them just peanuts basically, and they do some of these most horrific jobs as well on top of it. So that is true, Black Philip. Mm. Uh, RoboThink, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, sir. Uh, good to see you. Uh, another clip here. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, right? Our good America's doctor. Faustus. The guy, <laughs> Faustus. The guy everyone's, everyone trusts Fauci, right? Mm-hmm. Did you see the clip when he was confronted by Rand Paul? I did. did wasn't that great? That yeah. was awesome, oh, yeah. right? It's always nice. So he said in there, Dr. Fauci said, and we played it Wednesday, guys. If you didn't see it, go back there because we, we can play every clip over and over again. But he confronted Fauci on gain-of-function research. He obviously got frazzled and nervous, and he was shaking, and he was waving his finger at Rand Paul and shit like that, right? But he was saying, no, 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 we, we, I, what was he saying? I have never lied in front of Congress. And even that was a lie, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It was like, Rand Paul said, it's, it's a punishable by prison up to five years for lying to Congress during these hearings, and he got really nervous, right? Well, just to underline that, that, whether he's lying or not, he's been talking about gain-of-function research for a long time. This is a clip back from 2013 um, where someone says here regarding Fauci, he's a true believer in this kind of research, gain-of-function research. Mm. He has years invested in it. He has spent years talking, writing, and promoting it and writing off the risks uh, and the other scary shit. Once you look at it this way, his current defensiveness is clear and uh, and we can understand uh, what he stands to lose. And this is why he denies it. So Hmm. check this clip out here, back from 2013 regarding gain-of-function research. I think that that where we are right now in science and molecular biology and particularly molecular virology and our ability to sequence and recombine and, and create various organisms in some respect, is that the best way to prevent a nefarious act is to develop a culture of responsibility among scientists. You, you have to have some um, restrictions in the sense of you don't do work that could actually hurt people in the sense of if you have a laboratory Hmm. accident, you have to have the right containment. Uh, Which Wuhan Virology of Institute didn't have. Once you start too restrictive, you then impede creativity for so many of the good things that could come out of the same type of work. Oh, shit. There we go. Yep. So he's totally admitting that like we need this we need to be able to do this research because it's creative and again they're viewing this like they're helping people by doing you know we we're gaining new function right in in terms of this research and we'll be able to be ahead of the viruses and stuff now i mean we still don't know if this virus uh and i know some people don't even you know they don't even think it's real right I don't know. I can't go there. I think something is hitting people. This seems to be that some people are getting sick from some some things. So I, 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 at least for now, I can't go there. But regardless, whatever it is, they're using it in in the same way. It doesn't really matter. The death rates are not that bad, right? Uh, but we still don't know if it was engineered and intentionally let out or if it was an accident, right? Mm. But either way, I mean, Fauci is one of the main guys responsible for all of this, right? The mayhem, the death and destruction that is caused. I mean depression, drug overdoses, I think 2020 
was like off the scale when it came to like suicides and stuff. And that's obviously because of all the lockdowns and people being isolated, right? Mm -hmm. Losing their normal way of life and stuff like that. So that's one cost. Then it's the cost of, every, of, of people's jobs, right? Shutting down economies around the world. Like someone needs to be responsible for this. And this guy, I think, is, is like is at least the face of those who are responsible, in my view. Mm -hmm. um, they've just done so much shady stuff and they continue to lie. And there is actually good. Is that a bit later? It's um, going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I wonder if he'll end up being the fall guy. Do you, yeah, do you, think, do you think he is? I think I could see it happening. I could see him being thrown to the wolves and uh, giving some you know, portion of the population a sense of satisfaction, justice. And then, I don't know. I mean, there, there's such... Ah, I go back and forth. Yeah. We're dealing with master chess players. But at the same time, I also don't like giving them too much credit. I don't like to think, you know, some, some people will, you know, see their hand in everything. And I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't want to give them too much credit. You know, I don't want to think right. they that every every single detail of everything is absolutely controlled. No, and I don't think that either, frankly. So yeah. I don't know. I could, I could see it. I, I would think, be I'd be happy to see him getting taken down regardless. Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, he, again, he's lied enough, mm -hmm. and and again, the flip flopping. And the, the, the other despicable thing about this too is that, from the CDC to the World Health Organization to the NIH and to all these you know, globalist groups, basically. And again, Fauci had direct hand gain of function through. I think he called it. Eco Health Alliance, I thought mm -hmm. it was Eco Health Alliance, mm -hmm. but this intermediary right between the U.S. government and the Chinese government, right? It was like even uh, under Obama, they got nervous about gain of function research, and NIH and with Fauci in charge of that said, "Okay, let's use this New York company as an intermediary. We'll pay them money, and they outsource this to this Chinese lab, who happened to be the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which all this, you know, most likely comes from, right?" So they have a hand in it, you know, definitely have a hand in it, and, and, and they're responsible for it. But just this idea that they're silencing on top of it, they're silencing so many people when we've got nothing but contradictions from them, and they tell us one thing one week, and then it's completely opposition or, or opposing that the next week and stuff like that. The, the way things normally work is you keep an, an, an open discussion happening while all of this is taking place and you hear as many viewpoints as possible and you try to narrow down and find out what's happening but they've just like closed off everything it's mm. our way and only our way and despite the fact that they have been so contradictory most dumb ass people out there sorry are just going along with it and think this is oh this is totally fine trust the white coats you know what, what else can we do yeah exactly the the, the propaganda for those who the propaganda is working on they won't listen to any other point of view. I mean, they're, they're the ones who are just like laughing it up and doesn't matter how much evidence, how much, how many facts, how much logic, common sense, reason, or just, yeah, blatant obviousness of anything. They don't, they still refuse to see it because they're so committed to the team they're on. They don't, they have no capacity for <laughs> differing opinions. No, exactly. And of course, that could put poke holes in the whole thing as well, right? If we would if we would heard the truth about this stuff out there, it would show, and I have one clip just showing the, the corruption and the the incestuous relationship between uh, even Bill Gates and Fox. And we'll play that in right. a moment. But uh, Pagan Bear over in Odyssey, uh, think of the uh, library token source, says um, people are getting sick from something, the flu, the same as every year, no different uh, than last or any other year. I mean, you could, you could very well be right. I, I just, I, I don't know. The, the sad reality is that there's so many lies, so much obfuscation, so much dirty play, 
that it's hard to believe any of the right. the stuff that we hear about, right? The and you numbers, can't prove it you know. or disprove it. I mean, you can't because it's you can't isolate it. So what he's in, in exactly. the PCR test is is not a, you know it's proven to be inefficient at, at best, and you can't confirm or deny. That's why it's the perfect boogeyman. Yeah. So some people are having some weird symptoms, and myself included. I had that. I got a little sick over the winter time, and I lost my sense of taste and smell. And I thought, huh, this is weird. Yeah. I still was able to beat it on my own, staying home and having some uh, say it's vitamin C and all the stuff you're not yeah. allowed to take. But you know, <laughs> what what it really is is it's it's like impossible to f- figure out because how do you isolate it? How do you you know? No one's done that yet. No, they're they're, they're giving us uh, these PCR tests, which is very uh, you know false positives off the charts, right? Uh, they're do, doing 40 cycle thresholds, and then the, you can find this this strand of DNA that China gave us. Right? China just here it is. Look at this. Here it is. Go ahead. And maybe someone like Kaufman is right that there's like no, it's this is an exosome response from your immune system that they isolated and targeted. Right. We, I mean, I'm open to all of that. It's it's I don't I don't know, uh, but but I'm with you too. I I thought we had some a little bit more severe flu like back in early or sorry late 2019 even before like the, mm. the outbreak was official mm-hmm. I mean, it's like this is a bit odd it clung on for you know normally much longer i didn't even used to get uh, colds most years frankly yeah. and that year i succumbed to it and it was like this it felt a little bit different and maybe so maybe that's what it was then, yeah right? i don't know but. the thing about mine was it every time i thought i was getting better i got worse and it lasted for about 10 days which was longer than usual yeah and then i didn't have my sense of taste for a couple days and I thought, huh, this is odd. So if it's real or not real, whatever, it doesn't matter. I was still able to beat it. I mean, yeah. I'm in that, uh, the 99.7 plus percent survival category. So yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> Why should we shut down society for this? Right. right. Um, Shell 2066 uh, with a uh, library token over on Odyssey. Thank you, sir. Fancy pants with an easy spell. Thank you again to everyone sending spells over on Odyssey. I do appreciate it. Uh, I do apologize for not uh, keeping up with all of them. I do want to just you know give a shout out to, to to the big ones when they come in. I saw a couple of other people there too. I'll, I'll do the top three later on. But yeah, thank you guys. I do appreciate that. Um, one more on Entropy here from Arlene Fraser again. I don't think they will throw Fauci to the wolves because... Um, then more would be skeptical of this messaging, including the vaccines and masks. Removing Gates from the public eye was a PR move. I think you're totally. right. Because Gates isn't trusted by many. Fauci still is. He get, Good point. Gates was definitely thrown under the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole divorce thing all seems like a like some sort of facade front. Yeah, to, some sham or cover. something. Yeah, it's, very, it's yeah. very strange, right? Yeah, I have, I, you know, none of us know what's going to happen. And we just, we're just like, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat wondering how, what, how this is all going to play out. Yeah. Let me play this. And clip. I would love to see Fauci go down. Uh, Don't get me absolutely, wrong. Absolutely. Right. Here's a, I think it was, yeah, I saw it on the InfoWars clip real quick, but it was a good clip that they played uh, of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who, again, is one, one of the 12 mentioned on this, the disinfo dozen, talking about the incestuous relationship between him, uh, Fauci, uh, and, and, and Bill Gates, Fauci and Bill Gates. Check out this. Was, I thought it, this was interesting. About Fauci and Gates, here it is. I mean, that's what we've been talking about from the beginning. This Gates has these incestuous relationships with with Anthony Fauci that go back 20 years where he's, you know, paying Fauci and they have all kinds of really corrupt financial entanglements with each other. They, you know, he brought Fauci to his house in 2000 and his $189 million house in Seattle brought him into the den sat him down and said, I want to have a partnership with you. Whoa. The way that Fauci um, 
explains it oh, is oh, that Fauci would develop the drugs and then pass them on to the to the drug companies, to Merck, Sanofi, Gilead, Johnson & Johnson. Gates would then guarantee markets in Africa through his control of WHO. Oh, wow. And, um, and those companies don't want to give vaccines to Africa because it's very uncertain. You know, Botswana has a government this year that says, yeah, we want them and not next year. And Gates, because he controls WHO, he controls those companies, those countries, because WHO pays for their health ministries and supplies all their um, their HIV medications, and they have to do what WHO tells them to do. So he can require those company, those countries, to buy the vaccines from these companies, and he then is invested. In the companies, in Merck, he owns, you know, and by the way. They're making so much money from this. It's yeah. insane. Gates has no pretension that he gives a crap about public health. Right. His other investments are in tobacco companies, in processed foods, in Coca-Cola, yep. in Cargill, in Monsanto, um, in uh, Philip Morris, Kraft, you know, cheese, and uh, and and then all the oil companies which he owns stakes and virtually all of them. So he's not a guy who cares about climate or who cares about public health. He's a guy who cares about control. Yep. There we go. Good stuff, huh? Uh, and of course, as we, there's this interesting other conspiracy, right? All those people, the, uh, the Haitian president was taken out, and for the longest time, he was anti-COVID-19 vaccine. Right. It happened in, I think, Bangladesh, Tanzania, and Tanzania too, mm -hmm. right? So uh, there's still questions about that. It, 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 okay, granted, it could be a coincidence, but it seems very convenient <laughs> right. for them regardless, yeah, exactly. right? Um, okay, so here, yeah. let me see. If this was, a was this a clip here? Yeah, I don't know how long this is. We can begin watching this actually a little bit. America's frontline doctor's attorney files lawsuit against U.S. government for 45,000 COVID vaccine deaths, right? We covered some of that. Actually, what we can do is because I, I think that might be a... Um, let, let, let me see what this clip is here real quick. Let I'm me see. talk about something real serious. Yeah, okay, let's today. check this out here. And uh, this is a brand new announcement. I'm filing papers in federal court today. So you guys are the first to hear. And again, obviously, this is self-explanatory why I'm playing this, but I'm saying, why are people nervous about the vaccine? Why are people critical? What are the people that are critical finding? What's the flip side to all the things that we're not allowed to hear about when it comes to this experimental mRNA technology? Mm -hmm. And that's this is what some people are finding. And yeah, go ahead and post it. It'll be censored in about six seconds. But here's what I'm going to say to those that are going to censor this. Google, YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, let me tell you what I'm going to say. You are complicit in causing death. Yep. And I cannot wait to sue you hmm. over and over again. While they're saying, no, it's the unvaccinated. It's these 12 people that are censored on every platform. They're the pro they are killing people, right? Do you see how they flip this? How satanic, how evil this is, right? Yeah. No, you're the problem. You're censoring people, right? You're not letting people um, get the truth story of this. Uh, have, I mean, you've seen. Some, we don't. We don't cover every death that we see, and you know, we we just we look at the big numbers, and we don't even know. Various database somewhere. So, well, it's different too. I have another clip of that. Some people can churn out up to over fifty thousand deaths if you do it in the right way. 
mm-hmm. from the various database, right? Have you have you seen some of that? Mm-mm. Let me show you this clip. Um, I didn't finish that, but it, it, you get the gist of it, right? He's he's finding this, but check out. Yeah. Uh, actually, we can let, let's listen to him a little bit more here. This is interesting, and then we'll go then we'll go over to the other clip where where someone shows how much they're pulling out from the various database, right? So, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what a woman who has incredible courage, who we're calling Jane Doe for right now, she gave me some information. She's an insider. She's a whistleblower. We're submitting to federal court today based on a sworn declaration under threat of perjury. This woman attested to this, and she is an expert. We know, based on what she said, that there have been at least... 45,000 deaths from this vaccine. Wow. I'm going to tell you what That's I... That's only the U.S., by the know. way. Right? I know, know based on this woman's testimony, because she has seen the inside of the systems, that there have been 45,000 deaths based on how many people died within three days of the vaccine in just one system that's reporting to the federal government. Now, I'm going to tell you what I can't prove. That, that piece of information, that 45,000 deaths, okay, I want to put that in perspective. 45,000, look around you. If all of you were dead now, that would not even come close to 45,000. All right, he goes on a bit. <clears throat> you get the point. But, uh, yeah, someone in chat saying to the lawsuit won't go anywhere and, and you probably are right unfortunately right this is the system that we're looking at mm-hmm. um cor- judges are corrupt they're in on it they don't recognize it they throw it out of court etc i still think it's a good idea to do it because it does show if you try to fight them and they push you back it does show that they have something to hide and that's an effective tool in and of itself mm-hmm. so, I, so i still think it's worth it and it mm-hmm. should be done fight back on every level that you can and let them show that they're they're untrustworthy they don't you know let you go through the normal legal procedures for some reason right yeah and forty five thousand, and that's just and they said only what three days after i mean yeah so w- what about after a week four days two five weeks. days two, yeah. yeah exactly a week or yep. a year i mean yep. we don't know what the long-term effects of this nope. are nope. wow and that's yeah that's just staggering here's another clip and and this is good it's um a guy that's pulling out data and he does it in a little bit of a different way we've showed you guys the various database and sometimes we've uh showed you how you, what you can do to kind of you know get these numbers uh but anyway look at this clip he he, he gets uh i think over fifty thousand or something Check everybody this out. uh this is pertaining to my last video i put out about uh, thomas wrens filing the papers to sue the government over the cover-up of the forty-five thousand uh deaths due to the jab now, what I'm about to show you, I had posted a video five days ago, and I don't know if she's the whistleblower or not, but um, this lady, she's a clinical investigator, and she showed us how to do this. And when she pulled it up, there was only 31,482 rows at the time, and this was July 9th. Today is July 19th. So I want to show everybody how to get this data um, when it comes to what we're talking about and what appears to be the cover-up. So when you get to this page right here, VAERS data, you come down here to search CDC Wonder. Then when you get here, you're going to have to come down, read the disclaimer, click I agree, hmm. and then it pops this back here. up. You go to request form. Now, when you're filtering out this chart, it's really simple. You want symptoms. 
vaccine. There's ID. And then you want to click adverse event description, adverse events after prior jabs. And then when you come down here, you want to click on COVID-19. You want all locations, death, and then as you're scrolling down through here, click on just 2021. I don't know if I have to do all of these, but I do. I just come in and click everything for 2021. Then down here, show totals. And then to get the report, you click send. Then it pops back up here, processes. And as you can see, it says, this request produces 51,537 rows, but 10,000 is the maximum allowed. And the point being is, MSM has been telling us four, five, six thousand, nine thousand, whatever it's up to now. Uh, 10 days ago, it was 31,482 rows, and today it's 51,537. And who knows the real truth, but, uh, God willing, it's about to come out. You guys have a blessed day, and I would encourage everyone to not get it. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's just it, right? <clears throat> but they have to censor us. We, we, we have no reason. It's safe and effective, right? Yeah. These lives, doesn't they don't matter, right? That, that, that's fine. We don't care about these people. They're all expendable. They're all, they all can die, right? And, and in fact, if you even try to bring attention to it, you get, you get censored, right? Yeah. And again, this is just the government numbers. This is, some people have even said that even for people to end up in the VAERS database, it, it's like not all the deaths do that because the doctor have to make that connection, right? I, I believe they're the only ones who have access to this to submit it, right? And so it could be, it could be much more for all we know. We don't even know. And, and as you said, what if people died a week out or something? And so someone takes the jab, they go home, they're fine for a few days, and then they get ill and sick, and then they die a week or two weeks later, three weeks. That will probably never be connected and added to the Verse, Verse database, right? Right. So that's how crazy this is. That's how insane it is, right? But uh, mm. but uh, to make matters much better, China is building more <laughs> facilities uh, <laughs> like the Wuhan labor uh, Laboratory, wow. uh, the Wuhan Institute. Uh, which caused most likely this leak of the COVID, right? This is from a new book, but uh, yeah, so we're we're in, a, we're in a good place for that. Let me show you a couple of side effects too of what, mm. the, so those who survive many of them, and and of course, not I'm not trying to argue that everybody is dropping dead or whatever, but it's still a very high number. It's it's Russian roulette. You're pl going to play Russian roulette exactly. with your life, and it could be. <clears throat> And as you said before, is it worth it? If the survival rate for those who are under 65, something to the tune of 99.85% or whatever the actual number is, why would you risk this, right? Why would you, why would you risk some of these things that we're seeing? Check out check out this clip here. This is yeah. many women, women apparently are having like neurological issues and they're shaking like crazy, uncontrollably, uncontrollably in fact. And we don't even know if this is going to go back to normal for them, right? Mm. Uh, I think some of these videos were posted on like Instagram, by the way. Have to have help walking. Hmm. Where's the, where's the mainstream video, mainstream media coverage of on, on this kind of stuff, right? And they just wouldn't. They just deny and say there's no proof that that's from the vaccine. Anybody spreading that misinformation should be taken offline. Yeah, here's this. Here's the second one here too. 
turn this up a bit. There is some commentary on this one. Okay. After the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. And after four, four, four episodes of um, muscle spasms. Okay, so this is 12 days after the Pfizer vaccine. After how many days in hospital? Nine days stay days. in hospital? Yeah. Nine days stay in hospital, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, she's on, just do the ups. And the video ends there. Uh, but yeah. Oh, man. Totally, totally worth it, right? Totally worth it. I can't, yeah. It's <clears> just, <throat> it's still just astonishing yeah. that people are accepting so it. So many people are yeah. just the, so and willing again. and proud and they don't care. They're just in this I, this mindset of just trust. Just yeah. trust. trust. I don't care. I, I trust that what's in it is good for me. I trust these experts. I trust they know, they know what I don't know. So therefore, I trust them. This is just... It's safe. It's, it's effective. It's, it's been proven, right? And then it's not. None of that's true. <laughs> no, no, they just lie. They just lie, yeah. right? And again, here's back to this point. This is posted back in January from Zero Hedge here. But just to nail that point for you, that like even the FDA was admitting that the PCR test gives false result, and if you run it at a cycle threshold of which they have been doing for some time, forty, even I think thirty-five. Recognize Fauci even himself said. Uh, and we played that Wednesday, that clip. If you do 35 or more, most likely you're not going to be able to like get any accuracy in terms of those tests, right? But they've been running it at 40. So anything will test positive. And exactly. so that's why it's not a pandemic. It's a case-demic. That's, what, that's all it is. This is the lie, right? This is how they've been able to hype it up. This is how to keep people afraid. And it's like, again, have some people died? Yes, absolutely. But this is older people that, like it or not, sadly, they would have succumbed to some other kind of disease uh, because they're old and their immune system are going out the window. And, you know, why didn't they react like this when it comes to heart disease or cancer exactly. or, automobile, or automobiles or anything, right? Yeah. Take a stand against anything that's bad for your health. That's what's been obvious to me, right? Like, yeah. you can keep your Big Macs, you can keep your Frappuccinos, you can keep all the, the stuff that's not good for your health, but you can't be around each other. That's right. It's the hug yeah. that might get you That's sick. That's the danger. You're talking to your neighbors, mm -hmm. right? That's the bad thing. Uh, and again, look, Bill Gates, look how much uh, money he had invested in some of these big uh, big processed foods and fast food chains. And, you know, that's uh, crazy. Arlene Frazier uh, says here, uh, did you know that Moderna was a cash negative company before the COVID-19 vaccine? I do know that. I looked at their, uh, their stock price recently, and I think it was something like a thousand something percent increase over the last few months. And even the head of Moderna at the time was caught red-handed making millions and millions and millions on the stock he had. And then he was like, sold it all. Like, oh, no, no, I'm not, you know, I, I've, I've nothing invested in this, which was bullshit. He made millions of dollars mm. on that. Uh, anyway, uh, Arlene continues here. Uh, that, yeah, Moderna was cash negative company before COVID-19 vaccine and haven't brought a single FDA approved drug to market. That is true. Their stock went from $13 to $350 in less than two years. That's like a crypto gains right there. <laughs> mRNA saved them from bankruptcy. That's right. Wow. 
they had a tremendous amount of investment, people that had got, you know, put money in them and stuff like that, and never they had no, nothing brought to market, they had nothing to show for it. And then re remarkably, they just show up and again, under Trump's goddamn stupid operation uh, warp speed, right? He was like, oh, who, who can do it the fastest? And, and the uh, CEO of Moderna at the time was just like, oh, yeah, we can do it in two, uh, two months. Go, go, go with us, right? Wow. That's a great factoid that was just shared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, Okay, a couple more here. We're going to wrap up in just a few minutes here, but um, some other craziness uh, down in Australia, New South Wales, um, their health department there that says that they accidentally gave the Pfizer jab to more than 160 students. Whoops. <laughs> they just fell and put it in their arm, I guess, right? Mm. Uh, and I saw that they were backtracking and it's like, well, it was just, it was meant for this other thing and what, whatever. It's not a big deal, right? We just gave it to some students. And there's been a lot about this in the U.S. too, by the way. Um, the they are states and of course more specifically some municipalities that are uh, giving the jab to people that uh, against their parents' consent, mm. right? And they're trying to pass laws and say that it's legal and stuff. I think it was Washington D.C. was caught also giving it to students against parents' will, and in many cases they had covered up the records and tried to obfuscate that they were giving it. So they gave parents, I believe, a different record from like the the the, the nurses and stuff like that. Uh, to try to tell them that they, no, 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 they haven't given them, but then they had their own records internally that shows that they had been given. There's lawsuits uh, mm -hmm. going on about that now. That's uh, that's how crazy it is, right? Very crazy. Um, all right, what else? Well, I guess we can do, so there's some resistance, right? Uh, yeah, we can do these two. The last thing here, Pingdemic in the UK, we've talked about this a couple of times. Um, the These dumb apps in the UK are for telling people that you need to stay home because you've been in close contact to somebody that, uh, uh, you know, allegedly have tested probably false positive uh, tests from, from a PCR test. And so you have to self-quarantine for like two weeks or whatever long it is now, which is then causing a lot of people who are essential in the supply chain and getting, getting food to end up in the stores from staying home, which is leading now to food shortages hmm, in surprise, the UK surprise. and empty shelves. And apparently one of the big problems with this uh, trace, uh, track and trace app that many of them are using in the UK is that if people are standing behind each other, but with a wall in between, in other words, you're standing in a house or an apartment or something, the app can't see that it's a wall in between you and this other person. And so they're, they're, they're uh, pinging you as saying, you were close to someone that's tested positive. Therefore, you're ordered to stay home for, for a month or three weeks or something, right? Wow. So... It's all coming. Food mm -hmm. shortages, right? All these problems because of the lockdown. It's all. It's and now you have to pay for like the piece. You have to pay for the test yourself now, right? Like it's your responsibility. Is it? Is that what they're doing? Now? I, I'm sure I saw it somewhere. I think maybe it was France, because France is really getting like they getting hammered. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. But they want you to pay for your own test. Yeah, Canada free vaccine, but pay for the test. Uh, yeah, and Canada <laughs> has like if you are if you are tested positive, you have to self quarantine at your own cost in hotels. By the way, if you enter into Canada. Um, there are some people that are protesting, as you said. Greece have been out in the, many Greek people have been out in the streets protesting. It's happened in France. We showed some of that footage Wednesday. Here's from uh, Italy Turin because they're against this new, the EU brought this in called the Green Pass. Oh. Uh, and so that's coming into effect, I think. Eco-friendly. Yeah, yeah, Green Pass, <laughs> right? Check this out. So there's some opposition here, which is good to see. No Green Pass, right? Uh, 
There you go. So, so we're at a, I'd say, a watershed moment that wow, if these sure. countries are pressured into getting these uh, passports, mandatory vaccines, you're going to see a cascading of other countries. It needs to be stopped in these countries right now. Italy needs to stop it. France needs to stop it. Greece needs to stop it. And they need to put their foot down hard against these uh, elites that are trying to force us uh, into this situation. Because otherwise, it's going to be like, oh, well, they're not saying anything. It's happening. Let's just do this. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still have the power to say no. That's right. We can still say no. That's right. Uh, Pippa McFly, we're on ATP Stream. Remember how they how the yellow vest movement was swept under the rug? France is a powder keg. Good That's point. true. That's true. Good point. I don't even know what's happened with that in yeah. recent it, years. Well, it washed away with uh, COVID. Yep, exactly. Um, the Rock 2021 over on uh, Trovo gives a, a hand in hand some spell. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Thank you to everyone else sending over there. Let me check Odyssey real quick as well. And otherwise, we're going to wrap up. Give us a, a little um, uh, info again on how people can find you. Your work. Oh, sure. Benny. Well, BennyWills.com is my website. Um, the Joy Camp channel still exists on YouTube. If you haven't seen a Joy Camp video, I recommend them. They are evergreen. A lot of these videos we made uh, between like 2012, 2016 are more rel re relevant than ever. So I recommend checking out Joy Camp. Come to my personal YouTube channel or my personal bit shoot, Brighteon or Odyssey channel to watch uh, me Monday, every Monday where I present the week's best memes. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, memes are where comedy is now. I think that yeah. memes are like the best thing going in comedy. So if you want to see the best memes of the week that uh, people like us appreciate, please check out me Monday with Benny Wills. And if you're struggling to have conversations with people about your opinions, if you've lost touch with a friend or family member, I also have an online course called Parhesia, The Art of Communication, which gives you some tools and skills to navigate your way through difficult conversations, as well as finding your voice through an artistic expression and maybe even conquer your fear of public speaking if that's something that you have a, an issue with a lot of people do. So, yeah. Oh, I, interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. All the information about that, folks, is on uh, bettywills.com, the mm -hmm. website. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I remember that now. That's actually cool. Um, it's, I like the tagline you had there. Where, where did it go? Uh, <laughs> stop being the... Uh, how to stop being the conspiracy guy, right? Yeah, Remember. so I'm the conspiracy guy from Joy Camp. And yeah. that's a free webinar to get yep. a taste of what I offer. But um, yeah, you know, it's a passion project. And I, I, I see so many people suffering from uh, first being alone, feeling really alone in your ideas and where you stand on all this. And that's, first of all, you're not alone. People are everywhere. We're just being bullied into submission. Yeah. You're not alone. And you're ha people are losing touch with people they care about because they're not allowed to have different opinions anymore. And I yeah. have some uh, methods that might help you navigate those conversations a little better so you can, at the very least, still have a, <laughs> a peaceful relationship with some, you know, someone in your family, if not actually make some progress and uh, get them to see your point of view and not think you're crazy. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you, Benny, for joining us today and standing in for Lana. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, it's my it's pleasure, pleasure, man. This yeah. is great. I'm uh, really <laughs> glad you asked, and I'll do it anytime. I'm, Absolutely. Let's I'm have nearby. you back, Ben. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, so guys, if you want to uh, check out our stuff, of course, redicemembers.com. Head on over there, get a membership. We are banned from most payment processors, but if you uh, want to use your credit card, you can still do so. Subscribestar.com slash redice, uh, or here, right here on Entropy Stream. Uh, let me double check so we are uh, closed out there, too, by the way. 
Uh, I think we are caught up to speed on entropy. Thank you, everyone, for joining us over there. I do appreciate it. And thank you to everyone uh, donating on Trovo as well and also over on Odyssey. I do appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. We're going to be doing Weekend Warrior up next, as usual. Uh, Lana will be joining us for that. So check out RedEyesMembers.com. Check out the Weekend Warrior show. That's exclusive for you guys as members. Uh, but we have tons of other stuff there for you as well. But uh, it's still very easy to sign up, so don't hesitate. When you get our good stuff, definitely check out the member sites. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're, uh, we're, we're in the clear. Thank you again, Benny. Thank you. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Keep fighting. We'll see you later. Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like red ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.